All right, welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And that is Jack. You can't see him, but Jack Shot is with us. Ooh. And uh, we're, we're here talking about virtual uh, camp. And Jack seems to be, Jack and Laura seem to be the, uh, uh, the ones who got out ahead yes. of the game and doing things uh, that are really exciting. And so we wanted to have him on. And he was kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule from saying uh, hell yeah to everything <laughs> and, uh, and and coming on here. And uh, so welcome, Jack. Thanks for being yeah, here. Thanks for having me. This is, this is fun. I, if you had told me even a year ago that anyone would be considering virtual camp, I, I would have been like, hell no. Right. That, right. Sounds, <laughs> that sounds dreadful. But... Yep. It, it is, is dreadful. Camp, it yeah. is dreadful. <laughs> but if the choice is some camp, if the choice is some camp versus no camp, and that yeah. some camp has to be virtual, I'm like, hell yeah, let's get right. this going, let's figure it out. So what was that? Well, well first of all, um, just do a quick introduction for anybody who's listening who doesn't know about Stomping Ground, who doesn't know about Jack and Laura. Um, uh, just take it away. Uh, yeah, so I run a camp called uh, Camp Stomping Ground. We're about to be in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we've acquired a property, and we're supposed to be there this summer. Fingers crossed that <laughs> we can make that we can make that happen. But we started a sleepaway camp five years ago. This will be our sixth summer with the idea of inspiring the next generation of radically empathetic decision makers, which is a a mouthful that basically means helping kids figure out that when they do stuff. It impacts other people, and can we help? Can you think about that in a way that um, that is productive and and not negative, and also incredibly positive? So we do that. That's what I do most of the time. And then before that, Laura and I spent two years driving around the country visiting camps. We ended up seeing two hundred camps in forty seven states, and saw a whole bunch of people. And then we met Scott Arizella, who a lot of people probably know, and he said, "Hey." you guys going to start a camp? We were like, no, you have to be incredibly rich to make that work. (laughs) And we weren't. Uh, And so he said, no, you rent a camp like you rent a car and then you convince your friends to come work for you for free and you're off to the races. And uh, that's kind of how it started. That's, that's what we did uh, six years ago. We ran camp for, for one week and now we're going to do a full, a full summer and make it happen. And now we're doing virtual camp. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, but here we are. <laughs> I, I feel like your mission has gotten tighter through the time. Like your 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 elevator pitch, like right there, kind of like here's what we're about, was really tight. And uh, over the six years, you've just been like, okay, here's what we're about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we've been doing a lot of the same stuff with the same idea, but we did not say it well when we started. We were like, yeah, freedom, kids, right, right. <laughs> we had no bedtimes our first summer. That's not really about this, but we, we had, well, we had, we had no. Okay, we had no bedtimes our first night of camp. What? We, we had bedtimes after that, but the first night of camp, we had an idea because we we would say before that we wanted to treat kids the way they want to be treated, right? We still say that sometimes, but like, who wants to get put to bed? Uh, I don't. They didn't. It was a nightmare. Now we're fixing it. Ice uh, cream for dinner. Woohoo! Yeah. I, re- yeah. I remember that was like your your thing was like, well, the the camp is run by the campers in a way. Right. And um, and then then the uh, like the the staff were almost like facilitators, like, what do you want to do? We'll help you make it happen and we'll facilitate it. And uh, and I remember when when you started, I was just like, 
what is this all about? What what is he doing? And then when you said it today, I was like, dude, you, yeah. you've you've got it down now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're getting a lot we're getting a lot better. But twenty five year old me really loved uh, that that idea that we <laughs> that we started with. No, and we do. I, I think the core of what we started with was how do we give kids a space to be able to play in a sandbox and make choices and be kind of the drivers in the driver's seat of what they were going to do at camp. And we, that's still what we do today. We just have built the, you know, if you're playing Mario Kart, you can't drive totally off the, uh, the road (laughs) and and, you know, you'll fly off and they'll bring you back with that weird balloon guy. And, uh, and so that, you know, we've gotten better at building those guide rails, uh, at camp. So it's, it's not the first summer was, was, uh, it was one week and it felt like 10 weeks of, of camp. It was, it was wild. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. You, you have been fun to follow. I, I've been following <laughs> you for quite some time because you, you guys even offer some cool free stuff on your website for camps too. And so I've, I've stolen some of that, but uh, I cannot tell you how excited I was this last year to see you guys are getting this camp. And, oh, uh, I, I hope, I hope you get to use it this summer. I hope everything goes and, because I, I have been excited just following you and kind of following the whole progress of everything. It's been cool. So yeah, th- thank you. It's been uh, we we try and just let people see our mistakes and we talk mm-hmm. a lot about mistakes with kids and so we try and put our mistakes and our our successes out there and hopefully we all. I love seeing when people mess up other camps. I'm like, yes, you messed yeah. up. We did. We did too. We no, we did. Now let me steal your ideas. <laughs> right, uh, right. You can learn for me. Who is it? Uh, Pat. Um, uh, I don't know. He runs he runs uh, the S- Smart Money or something podcast. But his uh, his phrase is being the the crash test dummy for online business, and I love that. Yeah, Pat that, Flynn. Yes, yep. Pat Flynn. That's his name. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, I I was thinking that when you were saying, yeah, here's our mistakes, and I was like, oh, he's very Pat Flynn of you, um, just to be so <laughs> transparent. Well, there's a bunch of things we could talk to you about, but we're here to talk about what you're doing virtually for camp. Uh-huh. Obviously, you're like, okay, this this whole coronavirus is, is hitting. We're going to need to do something. And while everybody was kind of like, what do we do? You just kind of jumped in and, and said, bam, here's, here's where we – how did that process happen? And what exactly do you do? Yeah, so we actually – we were not first movers. We just moved a little bit differently, I think. We saw I, – I love um, what Jason Smith and – uh, Natalie Roberts day do at YMCA camp Kentucky. Their, their camp's incredible. It's in Nebraska and, uh, they're amazing. And so they run, they started, they put out really early on something they were calling Kentucky worldwide worldwide. And it's mostly recorded videos of, you know, their time at chapel or story time or those kinds of things and some activities, but it's, it's recorded. And then you can, you can follow along at home. And, um, I saw that and I loved it and I love what they do. So I sent Jason an email. I was like, Hey, we're stealing this idea. I love you. And, uh, (laughs) and then then at least you tell people we just steal stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, well, I didn't want him to, you know, he, he sees our stuff. We see his stuff. He's gonna be like, Hey Jack. (laughs) So we, what we could do is, be more interactive. And we, we started with the idea we were going to create kind of three, three categories of things. One was like written materials. And we have a few things that are uh, like word searches and things like that. One was uh, recorded video. And so the first day of this, we put out a video that was how to play our camp song that we put together and that on the guitar. And then the 
the other side was this interactive, we weren't sure how this was really going to work, but we were going to get on Zoom and do stuff. We didn't really have a plan for what those things were. But uh, it's morphed into we basically do all of option three and try and have interactive Zoom sessions that kids can come on and be with a camp counselor. Most of it tends to be our leadership staff, our seasonal leadership staff, uh, running options and um, getting, you know, getting a chance to have a little bit of face-to-face interactive time, even if it's over a computer, because we figured we couldn't be the best in the world at recorded content because there's plenty of uh, huge organizations that are better than us at that. But what we could be is best in the world for our tiny community at giving them a chance to talk because there might be, you know, uh, there's probably someone who's the best in the world at working with kids. I don't know how you would measure that or whatever, but they can only work with so many kids at a time. We can be best in the world for our kids. And that's what we, we, what we always think about is can we be best in the world at something tiny as opposed to okay at wide spectrums of things. What, sure. what is the name Hometown Stomping Ground? What, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, so, so at Stomping Ground, we have this place called Downtown Stomping Ground. And dur- so we run, we run a choice-based schedule. So every hour, kids can choose to go to archery, basketball, the hunt for Bigfoot, uh, canoeing, whatever, you know? And or they can choose to stay in what we call Downtown Stomping Ground. And Downtown Stomping Ground has our Gaga Pit. It has a maker space where kids uh, make things like arts and crafts style. Uh, it has a fungin, which is our our board games and Legos and magic cards area. But anyway, they can move between these different little program areas freely. So it's like free time all the time. They could choose. And oh, and, and a hammock village. We call it the Grove that kids can just like hang out in. Anyway, so in our lexicon, we already use downtown stomping ground. So insider language our families, our kids would know the idea a little bit. Um, And so we're trying to keep some parts of camp true. You know, we call call the web, the part of the webpage where you can see the options, the picnic table, even though that doesn't make any sense to outsiders um, because we make announcements of where to go from the picnic table. Uh, So trying to keep camp a little bit campy and we're starting to have a couple of new, like we're starting to have a few families that are logging on to hometown stomping ground that don't know camp yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it could, it, it, this could be a great marketing piece. That's not how it started, but, <laughs> but it, 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 it could be. So the, the uh, you're using zoom. How's, how's that working? Like as far as, cause we were thinking, Oh, you know, the kids or, or the parents have to download the zoom um, app usually, I'm not sure if they can just, you know, there's do an link, app but... or yeah, there, there's a how, phone how, call they can call in. How's that working? It's an app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worked great. Uh, so far I, I would, I'm sure that there are people that are intimidated by it. We, what we found is that people have figured it out. Uh, I think that more and more and more and more of the world is using zoom or other types of virtual Sure. communication and they're all pretty similar um i will say that this is true i would guess of schools that are doing any kind of interactive stuff is that i think we're reaching more of our families who are 
who who can afford camp typically anyway, then we are reaching a lot. You know, forty percent of our kids come on some form of scholarship, and about half of that forty percent, so about twenty percent of kids come on full scholarship. So we haven't seen as many of our kids who are who would come to camp for free interacting with us in hometown stomping ground. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that that have to do with access to technology, access to the internet, all these kind of bigger world problems. Sure. Um, but our, our like families that have, you know, funds have had no struggles, it seems, getting onto uh, the call. And I, and I think there's other reasons why we might not be reaching some of those families that that uh, wouldn't normally be able to afford camp anyway. We're, 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 there's a lot, we, we're like a weird liberal hippie progressive camp. So we're spending a lot of, we're spending a lot of time talking about how to, how to be better at serving our kids who, who normally can't afford it, but we haven't solved. I don't think we've, we've solved that problem yet. I got on zoom last night to buy it and, and get started on. Are you guys doing more of the interactive where you see each other kind of like a Skype call, or are you doing more of the webinar where you're teaching and they're kind of there and they can participate by chat? All of ours are interactive. So we okay. don't have, we don't have webinar capability at the moment. I've run a couple of those for, for things that I've done, but for hometown stomping ground, it's, it's all interactive. So there's a link that you can, and if anybody wants to just log out, you can just join hometown stomping ground for free and you'll probably get an email from Clee, who Clee's our camp director, who will ask you some questions, and you'll be like, no, I'm just a camp director. Jack said, uh, <laughs> Jack said I could do this. No stress. Uh, uh, and you'll, you'll see the whole process. No drama from us. But uh, it, you, there's a link that all of, our, all of our daily options are just, you click this link, and you just join. So usually we have 10 to 12 kids in a session. Some are small as five. Some have I think we had 29 in one. It, the kids join, and we mi basically mute everyone the way mm -hmm. that you mute everyone if you're mm -hmm. on a call with, I don't know, the board or whatever. We do our board. We are used to Zoom. I, I run the Summer Camp Society, so we do Zoom for all of that, and we run all of our board meetings for Stomping Ground through Zoom. We, we've been Zoom. We've been Zoomed for a long time. Uh, Zoomy? Uh, yeah, we're Zoomy. I don't know. There's got to be. <laughs> anyway, we're used to Zoom. But they log on, they get muted, and then they unmute to talk and join in the conversation. Um, and the kids are learning this stuff. They're, the kids are incredible at, at figuring these kind of things out. So they're, they're getting it faster than some of our staff who are facilitating it, which is a fun um, problem to solve. But one of the things that we one of the, the interesting problems that we're running into is that it's different to facilitate in person than it is to facilitate over the internet. And sure. it's like that if you're a grown up and you're leading, you know, some kind of meeting, but mm -hmm. it's the, the parts that are interesting right now for us are how do we help with keeping kids engaged, but keeping kids like on track and not interrupting when you can't use a lot of the normal skills that you would use as a facilitator in a group of 10 kids. Like normally, like if Kurt's like acting up a lot, you know, Chris or I might move to sit next to Kurt so we can help him, yeah. you know, stay focused or like kind of like put our hand on his shoulder and be like, dude, chill for a second. Or like, you know, we might pull him aside. All those kind of things you can't do on Zoom. So you can, 
we're, we're, you can mute them though. You that can would mute be them. Nice to have in real life. <laughs> we, I, we, had a, we had a kid on a call. We're, we're running. We're running a week long version of, of Dungeons and Dragons, and we had a kid on a call who was just kept interrupting. He just kept interrupting <laughs> and kept like asking for like random stuff, and he kept getting muted by, uh, <laughs> by our facilitator. And he kept he kept unmuting himself and going, "Who keeps muting me?" And he, like, uh, so, you know, we're, we're we're working through. We're working through. You, get, you can't lock people in mute. You know, not that we would want to. You want to have that conversation, but you don't always want to have that conversation with 10 people all the time. So, yeah, I'd say it's a small portion of things, a small portion of of calls have this kind of interruption, but it's something that we're figuring out how to navigate. Well, you can also have breakout rooms in the in the Zoom. So I, I could see if if this were to become a bigger thing and you had more kids that based on like how you do things at camp, the kids could be like, oh, I want to go to this activity in this breakout room, or I want to go to this activity. Oh, there's the timeout breakout room yeah. where we're going to go yeah. talk to little uh, Johnny. <laughs> all, all of that cost extra. I learned this last night getting on because I just thought, oh, I'll just buy the pro version oh, and get. But then you, you had to pay. I had to pay another $40 a month just to get the webinar add on. You had to pay more to get the breakout rooms and all these little things. I was also, everyone in the world is doing Zoom right now because I was on live chat with them last night at like 10 o'clock and I was 52nd in line. And so oh. there is a ton of people that are, that are trying to figure this out. Just trying so. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. We did not pay extra for the webinar version. And mm -hmm. I think the, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think that the breakout rooms come in the in the $19 a month or $14 a month, whatever it is, uh, option. We, uh, I think, but we don't, we haven't, we haven't gone into, we use breakout rooms for the summer camp society, but we haven't used breakout rooms for hometown stomping ground yet. And I just posted about this in, in Travis's, uh, Slack COVID 19. Mm -hmm. If you're not a part of the, the COVID 19 Slack group that Travis has, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know what the link is. I'm sure we can find it. We'll, but, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, yeah. But it, um, there, I, we haven't started using breakout rooms yet because I'm unsure if we're supervising then. It's a, it's, I, no. I, I think that I would be comfortable if I was a parent with being, my kid being in a breakout room in a Zoom call on a camp call. But I'm unsure if everyone feels that way. And it's a gray area of, I, as the, the facilitator, could join the breakout room at any given time, but if I don't have a, a grown-up in that room, is it being supervised? And it's the same as like if someone's like across the field and I can't hear that. I don't know. So we right, haven't yeah. yet played that. I, I mean, I mean you if you've you, got the you staff, you can have somebody in there. That's what I'm thinking is that it's a supervised kind of each room would be supervised. But uh, now, now, Jack, let me ask you. Is this something that you would continue through the summer if need be? That's a great, I, I, I'm very nervous that camp will not be able to run this summer. Um, camps won't be able to run. You know, I, I think if, right. if it's possible to run sleepaway camp, we will run sleepaway camp. That's our commitment. And I'm nervous that we won't be through this pandemic by then. Um, so probably we are, we have, I have a meeting in two hours about this with our team. We're going to commit to um, one more month of this to start and then see where we get to. It's um, right now, all of our staff, we, we have two year round staff who uh, host every 
call. So we have a, a host and then a facilitator on every call. The host is one of our year-round team. And then the facilitator could be someone on our year-round team, but it tends to be a seasonal leader. And we're not paying those seasonal people at the moment. And, and I, I feel bad about that, but we don't we can't right now. So we're figuring it out. They're volunteers. And they're happy to do it because they're stuck at home with nothing to do. And, you know, they're home from college or whatever because they're stuck with their parents and they're like, please let me do anything. <laughs> um, and they, they like seeing the kids and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it, it eventually will become a, a cost for us would be my guess. And if we have to cancel camp, we lose all that revenue. I, right. I, I, think, I think that um, if we can't run camp, we'll probably run some form of virtual camp. And we're learning every week we the first last week was our first week running camp running hometown stomping ground and we had only daily options three a day i think and this week we've moved to five options a day but two of them are week-long options that kids sign up for that kids signed up for this weekend i I see i see six different things and then on on wednesday you have seven so it's amazing it's amazing it, it, it's going to become overwhelming, I think, soon. But I, we're hoping that the a huge reason to do this is so that people, you know, know that we care about them. You know that that they stay connected to us in this in this hard time. We care about them. We want to be useful to them, and we hope that they'll you know feel that loyalty to us when we have to ask for money yeah. or help or support in other ways. I, I think well, that that's the goal. That's something that, you know, Chris and I were talking about is in the, the financial aspect of this, right? So if you're running this, uh, a, a virtual camp, who, who's going to pay for it? So mm-hmm. our, our parents would be like, well, I'm home and it's just easier to put them in front of the TV or to play video games or something like that. Um, or I need the computer or, or maybe they have a, they have to go to work. You know, they've got a job where they actually do need to go and then they got to get a babysitter and they're like, oh, and I'm going to pay extra for camp, um, virtual camp. Uh, so, and then what do you charge for that? Uh, I'm not sure if that's, if, if it's going to work out, if parents are actually going to pay for that kind of a program. Chris, what have you thought about this? And that's, I, this is where our biggest thing is. So I, I guess kind of, maybe you're in the same boat I am. Like right now we would just be prepping for camp. We wouldn't be doing any kind of campy things. And so any kind of virtual stuff I'm doing is extra above and beyond what I would normally do. Is that the same for you? That's the same for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think I kind of like how you said it, like, hey, you know, not that we're expecting it, but parents, you know, we're, we're doing what we can for you right now. As summer gets closer, you know, and we can't have camp, you know, we need those donations and stuff. And that hoping that parents will see that and go, hey, you know, stomping ground, Camp Good News, they, they were doing stuff for my kids when they had other stuff to be doing. And and that I can help support them and continue on and and have that you do kind of have some camp loyalty a little bit. I know there that's there. And so I'm hoping that falls through, but I don't, I don't think you'll ever be able to charge for virtual anything unless across the board, we all do. Because if my campers, you know, go on to my virtual camp and say, Oh, well, Chris is charging a hundred bucks. I'll just go over to stomping ground. They're free right now. And doing way more and way awesomer things than Chris is doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 we're having this conversation right now every day trying to figure this out. And, and I agree with you. Certainly we're not running hometown stomping ground right now because we want people to give us money. We yeah. saw, you know, just like you're talking about, 
we saw our families needed support and you know we could provide it that's a you know we had the the ability to do that it was the right thing to, we thought it was the right thing to do so we did it um i think it has the added benefit of hopefully building some more loyalty and getting you know families to stay connected to us but i i wonder what families would pay for and what they wouldn't i Ruby and Travis's Slack brought this up too, this like freemium model. I, I think that a revenue model will need to occur here, but the revenue model for my nonprofit camp could be that I have one or two donors that yeah. fund this whole endeavor. It's a lot cheaper to run a virtual yep. camp than it is to run. Uh, you know, we've we've already started talking with some of our donors who've reached out to us, have seen what we're doing. And some of our like larger donors who can write, you know, four or five figure checks that maybe they can help underwrite this because they feel like it's it's worth doing. Um, and they probably they're going to have the they're going to have been hit the least in this mm -hmm. in this hard time. Like, you know, we have we're getting you're getting this, too. I bet is we're getting emails and calls from family saying like, you know, that our dad lost his job or. Yeah, right. all that's ha that you know mom has to stay home now like all that's happened that's reality and the, I, I i don't know I, will they pay for it what would they pay for it? We're, we're looking at maybe doing a lot of free stuff and then having more dedicated small group support you know maybe five kids who mm -hmm. you know you can come to the free options all day but from four to five you can meet with kurt and you, you're gonna have the same five kids in your you know cabin group or we would probably call it like a circle group something like that and um and they could you know they they're together every day or once a week or i don't i don't know yet i don't we haven't played with that we haven't it's such an uncertain time. time i feel like every day almost every hour i'm like oh something new <laughs> what is I, i'd love to know what's working with your your virtual camp like what do you do you see kids are really getting into what are some things like ah maybe we won't do that next week yeah uh the the week long when we didn't run week-long options the this is exactly what happened to us when we started stomping ground too actually is like we didn't run we only ran daily options at camp so it was like you sign at first at stomping ground you didn't sign up for anything you just would come to the main field people would hold up whiteboards with what what we were doing and kids would go to those and then we started having kids sign up for daily options the day before we do that now and then now at camp we've also added week long one hour of week long options that kids sign up for and that's what we did for this too is we had only daily options cuz we were just struggling to get it out we wanted to get something out there so last week we started on Tuesday and we had daily options whatever and then this weekend we sent out a quick email blast and the week long we added two week long options dungeons and dragons and interior design and um they they both have popped the dungeons and dragons had 25 kids sign uh -huh. up for it so we added another zoom room so we can do two dungeons and dragons at once because our facilitator was like you we i can't do 25 kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we we figured that out but um the week longs are, have been have seemingly been popular um a session that is we call get up and or move your body i think is what mm -hmm. it's called has has been pretty popular and then just like at camp for us the popular the the really popular staff have more kids come so when yeah. daquan leads stuff 
more kids come because Daquan's our most popular staff member, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> they come. How, how many kids are are you getting? We we have between five and fifteen in most sessions. The okay. averaging right around ten. The the standard deviation is pretty low, and uh, and then we have had last week i think we had 65 individual kids come this week i haven't seen the the data yet um so some kids come to a lot of them most kids come to maybe one or two a day and our camp community is pretty small so we we only have 400 ish unique kids who come to camp each summer we run about 700 camper weeks but so i bet by the end of this week we'll get 100 individual kids who interact mm-hmm. so you know 20 percent of our population is, wow. is coming to camp so i, I think i we I haven't you know i haven't seen it and we're starting yeah. to <laughs> we're starting to get a few new we were uh a friend of ours is a reporter for the rochester we're from rochester new york and uh from the rochester news and we just got i got interviewed yesterday about what we were doing and so we already had three or four kids you know cool. sign up right. we, we we built at first it was much more um it was much less sophisticated we built a quick website to make registration seem a little bit more legit for new folks our our returning families were they were happy to just click on a link and just see familiar faces but for new folks we wanted to give them a a sense of uh legitimacy and not just like random internet trolls right (laughs) how are you doing that registration with zoom i i see like you could text clee for the password but how are, are the kids getting an email like here's your link for this then yeah so you, i am at, i think i wonder how you got to that website now because uh i i tried to redirect that to the new website so i gotta fix that chris thank you oh uh, <laughs> i could first, still be on an old one let me refresh <laughs> no no i i did i would have done it yesterday so but yeah at first they were our families are used to texting with our directors that's within the normal things that we do at camp so they're used to kind of texting to google phone and stuff like that but um, at first we were just having people text for the password and just getting kids on. Now, if you go to hometownstompingground.org, you'll see that you register and then an email comes to you with, uh, with the password. And I see, um, I see that now I refreshed. So mine must've still been going off of the old. Uh, cool. <laughs> so. well, yeah. You know, with, we're learning, but, uh, <laughs> well, Chris, Chris, I've got a question for you as, as you are trying to figure out you know, we're, we're at two different stages of this process, right? Like at Stomping Ground, we jumped in and we have something up. I talked to Jalisa from Camp Nuego uh, yesterday, no, last week, and she's working on getting Nuego a, a virtual camp. And I haven't checked in on how they're doing. But as you think about starting something or supporting families in some way virtually, what are some of the things that, that, are, that are hard or that are exciting? Well, and, and that's kind of been our big, I mean, we, we recorded a, a something ahead of time and we put that out like, this has already been pre-recorded. everything else is going to be live. Um, and so our live stuff actually starts tomorrow, but just trying to figure out like, what's going to work? What I, my big thing, I, I have seven kiddos of my own. And so they're kind of my guinea pigs all the time. And it's it, kind of the big thing that we have right now is like, oh my goodness, just stop bugging me go do something. <laughs> and that was our idea behind us. Like we wanted something for other parents that are like me. What can, what can they stick the kids on to do? And so I'm trying to figure out the whole interactive part 
and what that looks like. Um, Cause we talked about like, I'm going to strap a camera to my head um, and walk through the escape room. And I'm only going to do what the kids tell me to do that are part of that, that class. So I won't open or try and figure out any puzzle on my own. I'm just following their lead and kind of cool. going off that. But yeah, that's kind of been the thing is like, what's going to work? What's the, I, my daughter plays the ukulele and I even kind of told her, I'm like, Hey, would you, would you do a couple classes on just teaching easy ukulele, you know, and, and things like that. My wife's going to do crafts and just trying to figure out what's working. What, but that was our big thing is like, I wanted something that parents can go, Hey, Chris is on it too. Go. <laughs> I got an hour that I don't have to deal with you or feed you a snack right now. So <laughs> when I think also Chris is it's like uh like camp, right? You try on an activity to see if mm-hmm. it works. This is going to be a lot of yep. trial and error. Yeah. Is this working? No. All right, let's try this. Let's try that. Well, I saw you guys are doing homework help. I I thought that was a great idea because a lot of schools are doing this. I mean, I've helped my two oldest with their homework. and It's been awful. I'm like, it's been too long since I taught (laughs) taught sixth grade. (laughs) So, but I, that's a great idea too, just to have some homework help and, and interactiveness there. So yeah. And for homework help, we've seen a little bit of an uptick in kids actually bringing homework that they're looking for help. When we started schools were a little behind, so they didn't have a lot of kids didn't have homework couple of the kids did but we've just done little ad li- like mad lib style games and things like that during kids are so desperate for connection mm-hmm. to people that aren't in their family right now that mm-hmm. i think the that i don't want to i don't want to lower the bar but i kind of do like i want to say like just getting you're getting uh, what we've seen is i think our staff are awesome my guess is you think your staff are awesome mm-hmm. and Getting them to be able to connect with kids goes so much further than having a perfect yep. plan. You know, yep. like for us, anyway, like uh, Elise is leading interior design and they're just like, I don't know. We're, and, you know, they, and, <laughs> but they're, they're so used to interacting with kids. They're amazing at it. Right. So yep. the kids go around, they introduce themselves, they talk a little bit. You ask them what they're hoping for, like all those kind of like, things that we take for granted at camp kids are not getting they're not mm-hmm. getting a chance to just say like yeah like i'm feeling a little bit uh stressed about being stuck inside you know they can say yeah. that to their parents and that's really valuable and like i think the parents are you know so important obviously but like parents shouldn't have to do this alone like yeah. you, you know like and so that, i feel like it's almost like team building that as the facilitator, you kind of, you go around, you talk to the kids like, all right, what are you hoping? And then you kind of change it up a little as you learn what the kids are wanting or what they're looking for, except it's all through a webcam. I don't, <laughs> so. it's, it, that part is bizarre, but I, you know, and, and the silver lining is if I'm 31, if we had been doing, if this had happened when I was in, in, when I was in high school, even when high school kids like have the best access to the internet of all kids, right? You could, we couldn't have done this like AIM, like we were doing AIM, like we were, we yeah. would have been like, how do we, you know, so the silver lining is we have the best technology possible to be able to, to be interactive right now. So I will say camp is better in person. Yeah. A hundred thousand percent. And anything we can do to help families ease their burden is, I think is worth it. And so I want to, and, and, and it's hard. So no, I want to lower the bar for camps too. Like if you can't make it work, that's okay. I saw, yeah. I saw a cool post. 
in summer camp pros, somebody I, I I'm gonna I apologize if I I'm not, I don't remember who it was that's like wrote a full like page yep. on like we're gonna we're make camp happen. That. I don't know what it's gonna be, but we're yep. gonna do it. And I love that. Like yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna have some kind of we're gonna do something for our kids. That's what we're gonna do. Right. You know, I don't know what it's gonna be, but we're gonna we're gonna be there for our kids. And yeah, it's like camp is going no matter what. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel. I, I don't I don't know what it's gonna happen. I bet a month from now, hometown stomping ground will be drastically different than it is right now, or hopefully it won't exist because no. we'll all be allowed to be outside. Um, I, I think we gotta hope for the best and plan for the worst and do yeah, it. Yeah, that was uh, Shendy. That was Eric Shendelman who who posted that, mm-hmm. and uh, it, yeah, it was really good, very inspiring. So yeah, Jack, thanks so much for kind of giving us your perspective on this and telling us about what you're you're doing. You're right. There are a f- there are other camps um, that are are doing things. In fact, Chris, you you sent me the what uh, Benai yeah. Birth Camp. Well, I couldn't figure out. Benai they look like they th- that's their camp. I don't know. I was trying to figure out if that was that's how they do camp is all virtual forever. Like it's been like it seems. But I can't, I can't. Oh, and I I felt the same with hometown stomping ground when I got on there. I'm like, how long have they been doing this? They got this figured out. So <laughs> you look like you got it figured out, Jack. You got it down. <laughs> well, and I think I think that there are some cool. You know, at stomping ground we don't have any fancy toys. You know, we don't have zip lines or blah blah any of that stuff. I think that stuff's cool. We don't have it because we just can't afford it. But I think there's some cool opportunities in these virtual ex- experiences that are kind of the the fancier toy situations like mm. it would be cool to do interactive coding camp you know like yeah. this is something that that we have never been able to experience before but you have 10 kids and a facilitator and you learn how to program tic tac toe and there's mm-hmm. there's you know I don't know how to do that at the moment but the I think there's some cool opportunities that just like scampcon there's better. There's things that are better about ScampCon than other conferences. Like, one of the things is that you can do pre-recorded videos that like bring some different people in mm-hmm. that have like some nice tight editing. Like, I think like you can in an hour session at Tri-State, and I love Tri-State. You get it's ad-libbed and there's some funny jokes and things like that. But in a 15-20 minute ScampCon presentation, just like TED. It's tighter. You can edit yep. it down. You can have some mm-hmm. like it's better in some ways. You know, it's worse in other ways. Granted, but like I think that's the that's the mentality we've got to have with virtual camp is it's it's definitely worse in huge numbers of ways. But the mm-hmm. the specific ways that it's better, we've got to double down on those. So mm-hmm. it's better because we can have people from all over the world. It's better because you can mute people, <laughs> you know, it's better. <laughs> it's better because maybe you can do something, um, interactive or kids can like go around their house. You know, I don't know. I don't, right. I, I don't know all the things that it's better about it yet, but just like ScampCon is better in specific ways than, uh, tri-state or national or whatever. Like that's how we, I, I want to approach this. Not like, sure. uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to think, um, well, virtual camp, yeah, it kind of sucks, but we, we figure it out. Cause it's always, <laughs> right. you know, like that, I don't know for me, I can't get excited about that. What right. I can get excited about is, well, this thing's going to be cool in these ways. I don't know. I don't know all the ways yet. We're going to discover them. We're going to figure yeah. it out. That's exciting. That's fun. So totally and I agree. camp people are great at that, right? Like camp, yeah. that's what camp is. Exactly. That's what we do at camp. Let's do it online. Yeah, I think yeah. it's helped us here even become better. Like, 
because we're looking at our current programs like, okay, how do we do that interactive? And there's been a few things I'm like, oh, if we actually have camp, this will change this program because we had to figure out how to make it interactive where before it was more of a staff member just talking, but now it's going to be, you know, and so I, I, the whole brainstorming around all this has even helped us be better camp people. Well, I think once this pandemic is done, this is still going to be a thing. You know, this is still yeah. going to be off season, maybe a virtual camp or yep. an option uh, for maybe Keep those who can't afford to go to camp. Hey, we have the online option or, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a hybrid something. Something's going to happen with this. Um, that's going to definitely be positive after everything is done. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of excited about that. I can definitely see us doing Saturday. Like it's our camp brings kids from pretty disparate areas. Like we have a, a very wide service area, so we can't do like stomping ground Saturdays and get. We could do it in like five different cities, but like right. that's mm-hmm. not you know. And I could see us doing you know maybe one Saturday a month or every yep. and maybe every Saturday. I don't know, but we do you know we do live we do virtual camp. And you can right. bring your friends and check it out. And yeah, I think that there's huge opportunity. I so much hope that we can run camp this summer at, at we can run actual camp. No, that right. makes virtual camp sound more <laughs> that we can run, that we can run in-person camp. This right. summer. Yeah. Um, I really hope so. <laughs> but, but you know, we're, we're going to be better at, after this than we are right now. Is, For sure. Is what I hope. For sure. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jack, for, yes, for your you. time. And uh, where can people see that this is it's home ground, hometown, <laughs> home, hometown stomping ground dot uh, org. Or you can go to stomping ground dot or camp stomping ground dot org. And uh, and there's a bunch of links. We're, we're trying to make sure it's easy. If you know anything about camp stomping ground, you'll be able to if you click around, you'll find us pretty quickly. And it's, it's right at the top of your main page, too. So. Yeah, we, we haven't had any registration. We haven't had a single registration to our in-person camp since two weeks ago or something. And yeah. nothing's coming in. It's, it's yeah. all been. So we've we've said, well, why are we pushing that? Let's push everything into virtual camp and then uh, we'll talk to people afterward. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Hey, you know what, Chris? Just go ahead and uh, talk us out. All right. Well, again, thanks for being here, Jack. This it, It's helpful learning from this and... Uh, From around the campfire, this has been Chris and Kurt. Thanks for listening. Mm